Hello, my beautiful people. It's Heidi here from the world according to Heidi. And I am so excited to welcome you to the Let's Whine About It podcast. We will laugh, probably cry, and of course there will be whining. No, not the kind that makes you want to cringe, but the kind that makes those hard days just a little bit easier. Okay, everybody, welcome back to Let's Whine About Business, and today I am so excited to be bringing you Sadie Titular. The R at the end is right? Yeah, yeah, you got it, you got it. Perfect. (laughs) Welcome, Sadie. Um, I like to let my guests introduce themselves a little bit, so tell me a little bit about you and where you are in the world. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, my name is Sadie and um, I I guess if I was describing what I do is I help um, humans who want more from life to build their sense of self-connection so they can take up more intentional space, feel good doing it um, and go after whatever it is they want more of without paying the burnout and overwhelmed tax that we just get used (laughs) to paying and thinking that's what we have to do with hustle culture and toxic productivity. Um, I work one-to-one in groups. I run kind of connection um, circles as well with kind of sharing circles, just spaces to be witnessed and seen and heard, um, which is we don't often have those spaces, especially if we're in if we're in business. We're very much showing up as a business face to the world. Um, so I think it's important that we can have spaces where we can be a little bit messy sometimes <laughs> and, for sure. and kind of um, and share what's going on for us. Um, and yeah, I live in Epsom, which is a small town, I guess, um, not far from London. And if you've ever used Epsom bath salts, um, they were originally found not far from here. Um, so oh, that's that's the town's claim to fame is, is where, <laughs> where the bath salts came from. I love that. I love a good Epsom bath salt. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Um, are you drinking wine with me tonight, Sadie? <laughs> I, I am not. I would have done, but I had a very large slice of um, the last bit of our rum Christmas cake Ooh. Um, before <laughs> before coming that sounds up. amazing. It, yeah, it was very nice, but it was quite rich. So I just then was like, I don't think I can do a glass of wine just no. <laughs> now. <laughs> no, was, that's more like milk. <laughs> yeah, there was there was the rum cake and there was brandy butter and um, a brandy cream as well. So we kind of using all those bits up that are in the fridge. So it was kind of, <laughs> I've got a bit of a, a rum buzz going. <laughs> oh, I love that. That sounds amazing. I'm going to have, yeah. have you share that recipe with me. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well, I grabbed um, a Chardonnay because it's mm. like a just a easy sipping wine this one is from it's called twisted cedar and here in utah as you would imagine we don't have very many wineries it's not a big winery yeah. place for several reasons the climate as well as kind of the culture but this one is a utah winery that we found recently so i grabbed a few bottles for christmas and it's actually it's really good so that's what i'm drinking Nice. Well, I, I've just got a bottle of water, which isn't as exciting, but you know what? <laughs> After eating rum cake, that's what I would uh, yeah. be too. <laughs> yeah. No problem. All right. Well, let's dive into this. So I love, love, love the name of your, at least your Facebook, and I guess it's your business name too, this curious life. I love it. I love what you have to say. And I'm gonna let you just talk to us a little bit about um tips and tricks on and tips and tricks I don't really love those words I'm always looking for a different word but 
just ways that we can be more intentional and kind of learn to live in our space a little more like you were talking about. Yeah, sure. So I went with um, this curious life for my business and what I do because I think curiosity is one of my values and it's one that I've had since since childhood like I was definitely one of those kids that was always asking what does that button do and why do we do it this way and where does that go and so that that asking questions I think that we have as children is a very natural trait that's how we find out about the world and how we Mm -hmm. exist in it but I think at some point as we get older we stop asking questions and we just accept the things that we're told And this kind of autopilot just switches on that we just kind of fit into our little groove of life and we just kind of roll ourselves along, not really questioning things until perhaps one day with this just nagging sense of something missing or something not being quite right or there being a sense of us wanting to have more, but we're not sure what that more is, just kind of just grows to a point where we kind of I guess need to kind of come back to that idea of asking questions and go what if and what is it I'm feeling and what do I really want and that's for me is like that first step that kind of once we come back to asking questions being curious about ourselves and the world and our place in it then we can then start to bring intention in because we can connect more with what matters to us and who we are and what we really want rather than being on that autopilot just trundling along through life. I love that. I feel like I was on that path. It's probably been maybe 10 or 15 years that I finally started questioning things, I guess, and trying not to just be on autopilot because, I mean, life goes fast enough as it is, let alone if we're not engaging, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's it's an awful feeling. I'm in my mid-40s now, and I think it was only maybe like five or six years ago that I started to have this kind of questioning and I was thinking on the surface my life looks great I have a job that I'm kind of good at and I get buy-in my relationship is is good I have a set of friends that I see and I'm doing that social box tick um but yeah there was something that was missing and it's it's if we let that go on too long then I think we can get into that space of regretting not doing things whether it's starting a business it's um expanding a business taking a side hustle or a hobby that we have and taking it further all sorts of things or or, or experimenting more exploring more our relationships with other people and that it could, it could be anything it's kind of yeah. if there's that nagging feeling that you want something and you're kind of not quite sure what it is then for me that's a big invitation to get curious and to go right okay what is it my life looks like and how does that compare to what I want it to look like? And what's the what's the gap? What's missing? Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. What would you say to somebody who they're scared? You know what I mean? They've been on this autopilot. Maybe they're questioning something huge in their life. Like this is a business um, episode. So what if they're wanting to maybe um, open a new business or like you said, expand, you know, what, what are some ways that you would suggest that they even just start exploring that? Yeah, I think for me, um, coming back to my intuition was a really powerful kind of Mm. unlocking of getting really clear on what was important to me. So in my corporate job, where I used my old, my old day job, I left that in um, February this year. So about 10 months ago, um, 
I was just kind of fulfilling that thing of going up a ladder because that's what you're supposed to do that's kind of you're <laughs> supposed to career progress and mm-hmm. um and kind of go up those ladder steps but it it was it felt hollow because I wasn't connecting with it having any meaning or fulfillment for me individually coming back to my intuition and tuning back in with kind of self-connection practices I realized that what I wanted to be doing was something that felt much more aligned to my values to um my what I see now as my strengths but I didn't for a while so my sensitivity um my empathy all those things that didn't really fit in a very corporate space of project management which I used to do which is very strategic uh-huh. <laughs> Um, kind of more heart-based skills of of listening and it being empathetic and um, feeling my way through things rather than kind of being logic about them meant that it opened up the world for coaching for me and exploring what that meant so and that could look different depending on where your intuition leads you because your intuition doesn't lead you wrong it leads you towards things which are aligned with who you are and what you really want and what your skill sets are So I think listening to that is a great first step and then noticing what comes up when you imagine what that intuitive led life looks like. And then they're the kind of the blockers that you might need to explore and gently find your way around. And for me, um, they say like life begins at the edge of your comfort zone or beyond your comfort zone. But I think what we often do is we try too hard, too quick to like bust our way out of this comfort zone and this and this Uh lovely space that we built ourselves so for me it's much more about just stretching out the comfort zone and making the comfort zone really comfy so we can feel grounded and safe and connected to that to that comfort zone so that we can venture out to the edges and explore a little bit knowing that we have somewhere safe and grounded to come back to because just flying out kind of this is it I'm going to change especially this time of year coming kind of January everyone wants new year's resolutions and we're supposed to be new you kind of thing Mm -hmm. it's that's great for other people perhaps (laughs) that might work for them but perhaps for me certainly it's much more about being really intentional and moving gently and slowly forward rather than heading off (laughs) and then um getting struck by fear um discovering that we're kind of on a path that isn't aligned with us it's aligned with what someone else wants for us so yeah intuition and intention and then being really paced and easeful and uh discerning as well about what you do next okay that's that's powerful because that's so true we're always telling people step out of your comfort zone jump out of your comfort zone I love the way you put that, keep your comfort zone. I mean, we all love our most, when I come home, I love to put on my comfy clothes, you know, but yeah, yeah. dress up and go out. That's fun. Yeah. But it's always like you get home and to put on like that, your favorite pair of pajamas or whatever. And I love that. I love that analogy. Just having your comfort zone to come back to and know that it's there. Mm. Taking those risks a little bit easier, maybe. So I love, I love, love. Yeah, it definitely does. Because our nervous system is acting at a level beyond our kind of conscious understanding. Mm -hmm. And if we're feeling safe, then we can do adventurous things. If we're not feeling safe, our nervous system is primed for survival Mm -hmm. and not being creative, not being adventurous, not taking any more risk because we already feel like we're 
taking enough risk or we're kind of on the lookout for risks so if you feel really grounded and centered and connected then you can venture out because your nervous system is like right okay we're somewhere safe I can I can go and explore I can I can see what's over there I can be creative I've got the space to be creative yeah that's great I love that because you know so many people will say no you need to just close that door you know if you're going to do something close that door and move forward and that I think holds so many people back so I I really um, agree with you that makes so much sense so you talked about you know you do some one-on-one coaching you do group coaching what is the first step you usually give people I know that everybody starts at different levels and I'm sure you meet them where they are but what do you find to be the most common first step that people have to take besides maybe stepping a little bit out of that comfort zone, even though they know that they have their um, safety zone too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think for me, it's, it's layering up that self-connection. So if you already realize that you want something more from your life and you've connected mm-hmm. to something that says something's missing. So you've done that first bit of noticing that you're wanting more. Um, and then for me, it's, I, I guess, bringing in a little bit of, what I used to do is a, as kind of a project manager and a strategic manager is, is going, okay, so where do I want to be heading and what's the path that I go, what's the path that I can walk or travel through to get there? What does that look like? So understanding where you want to go and why that's important for you is, is a really important first step. And sometimes that means sifting through this idea of who you think you are, because Often we have goals and we have dreams and we have things we want to do, but there are other people's dreams that we're carrying. There are other people's expectations that we're carrying and they're never as enticing or motivating as our own ones. So it's not understanding what the difference is. Like, is this thing that I'm working towards the thing that I really want? And is it coming from inside? Is it something that I'm driven to do, an intrinsic thing? Or is it an external driver that's pushing me towards this thing so identifying that as well I think is a is a really important first step because that will kind of dictate which direction you go in yeah like I often hear about so many people that went to study law or um some other kind of really big degree that takes loads of time and then they finish the study <laughs> and then they're like yeah I don't want to do this anymore I want to be a carpenter I want to be a writer I want right. to be kind of something else that's much more connected to what they want for themselves as opposed to the path they may have been working or walking on because of societal expectations or family expectations Mm -hmm. so knowing what you want for yourself is really important as a first step so you kind of yeah you head in the right direction yeah that makes sense you need to know where you're going in order to plan the trip there right (laughs) yeah and why you want to go there as well like are you going in that direction because it's important for you is it going to be a a step on the road for you or is it because that's what you should be doing if there's any time that should comes up is a really (laughs) kind of um a little red flag that it's someone else's expectation so I should do this or I should be going here or I should be studying this is kind of a little a little clue that that's not coming from inside absolutely do you find that people get worried or have this thought in their head that if they change their path or don't do what they, you know, quote unquote, should be doing, 
that they're being selfish? I mean, do you do you feel that people get hung yeah. up on that? Yeah, I, I think especially um, as women, we are conditioned to put everyone else above everyone else's needs above our own like everyone else gets fed first then we'll then we'll eat like I see my mom at family dinners she's kind of making sure everyone else has got their plate and then she'll go and do one for herself or Uh it's um any any role that we're kind of in where we're kind of we're, we're giving means that we're putting other people first so then the idea of doing something for ourselves has that label of selfish attached to it for sure and it's really it's so seeped in in kind of guilt and shame that if we want to do things for us because we want it for ourselves is is a really hard um it's a really big block to to get over so that you can do the things you want to do because people still may judge you for doing that and you can't control what other people will judge you for so you have to find this will to disregard the judgment and do it anyway not easy (laughs) no it's not easy and I've been working on that a lot in the last several years that it's Mm. it's okay it's okay to not do the shoulds or the you know things that are expected of you and I've noticed the more that I've been quote unquote selfish (laughs) because that's not necessarily a bad thing right no um I feel like I'm a better mom and wife and just person in general because I'm not resentful of all the things that I'm doing because I should do and have to do and running a business and all those things. It's not easy. And I'm not doing it because I enjoy all the hard work. I mean, I I enjoy what I do, but there's so much more to it than what people ever understand. It's not a selfish thing all the time. Yeah. Yeah, completely. And a lot of what I do involves shadow work as well. So kind of this idea of, um, being really curiously compassionate about the parts of ourselves that we don't normally like to share with people or we don't um, like to think of as aspects that we have Mm -hmm. but actually they're the parts that are the oldest and truest parts of who we are because they're kind of the original bits that have been told at some point are unworthy or unwanted or um, yeah not appealing so we kind of we, we learn to tuck them away so that we can that we can fit in and quite often they're the parts that will have that will carry resentment and will carry frustration and anger and annoyance because we're not getting to do the things that we want to do so when we do get to do the things that we want to do in one way or another those parts of us get appeased because they're they're getting what they want and they're getting their needs met so then it does mean that it's we can get on with other people better because we're not exactly as you said we're not carrying those resentments and we've been able to make sure that we're rested and we've catered to our needs and to our joy and then we're much better equipped to to either show up in a work aspect or for family or business or career whatever it is if you've looked after your needs then you're much more able to connect and um and do whatever it is that you need to do in the world without that resentment kind of making everything kind of a little bit toxic and muddy Absolutely. And it, it does. I mean, you can only do those. Well, and some people are different. I mean, I know people who have, you know, their whole life um, done for everybody else and done what they should, and they might not have regrets. 
you know, because maybe they enjoyed that too. There are people who enjoyed that all the time. I think, I don't know, but at least it seemed like they did. Yeah. But I feel like most of us, that's not the case. It's fake. And even if we're just tricking our own selves, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it's, I think that we, we are meant to be happy and enjoy our lives and, and that way we can help those around us enjoy their lives more. I love this. I love the whole, um, did you call it a shadow? Tell me that again. Yeah. So shadow work is, um, exploring that those shadow parts of us, the parts of us that we don't normally like to think of the bits that other people don't see because we would normally wear this persona like this this mask that everyone else sees which is what is expected and what we're conditioned to show up in the world as and everything Mm -hmm. else that's kind of sitting beyond that mask is yeah our shadow I love that that's so true and it's such a good way to look at it the shadow I've heard that a little bit but that's something that I definitely would love to dive into a little bit more that's very cool yeah, it's Carl Jung's work, I think, was the uh, kind of this originated this idea of we have these hidden parts. Um, and once you kind of get into it, there's all sorts that it sounds a bit mysterious and a bit of a dark mm-hmm. art just because of its name. Um, yeah. And, and it kind of it's it kind of like a little bit like it might involve, I don't know, like curses and rituals and kind of <laughs> <laughs> sacrifices. <Right>. Um <laughs> But I mean, there is like self-connection rituals, certainly um, Mm -hmm. things that you can do with shadow work, but it's much more about being really compassionate with yourself and the parts of yourself that you would normally Mm self-criticize and instead meet them with non-judgment. And that's for me, that's kind of the core of the core of shadow work is meeting what you find inside with compassion and just curious compassion to kind of want to know more about that part of you rather than hiding from it perfect I I love all of that that's really good advice and it's really good for I like you said I think a lot of us that are entrepreneurs tend to have that we have that little bit of guilt of the things that we should be doing or maybe Mm -hmm. we should have stuck with that corporate career or we should stick with it for those that haven't taken the jump yet or if we're not making the money that we technically should be making at the beginning or yeah all those things and it can show up as an inner critic as well so the part of us that wants Uh to keep us safe and doing something that's kind of just small and normal and not not risky will criticize everything you do in an effort to kind of stop you taking risks so that inner critic voice is coming from a place of fear or the same with a a perfectionist part of us that's also Uh a shadow side that insists on everything being done to like infinite perfection again as a way that makes sure no one else can criticize us no one else can call us out for being wrong um the part of us that procrastinates about all these parts of us all these kind of bits that show up especially if you're running your own business they are rife (laughs) these voices that we have telling us all the time that we're doing things wrong that we should be doing more um other people know better um Mm -hmm. who are we to lead people on whatever it might be all this stuff that we have all comes from this kind of shadow place and it's for me realizing that and not just that these voices in my head were um all these thoughts were was something else for me to criticize about myself like oh everyone else doesn't kind of think of themselves this way no one else would speak to themselves this way and then you find out everyone does it and it's 
and right. it's quite normal and everyone's kind of having this internal dialogue with themselves and actually that normalizing it means okay so it's not a me problem it's a system-wide thing that everyone uh-huh. experiences and that means it's we can do something about it rather than trying to ignore it or hide it or pretend it doesn't exist yeah absolutely it you just reminded me I this is a very light way to say it but how many times have I seen and I think this happens to all of us you'll see like a a funny meme or post on social media and you think oh that's not just me like that's a thing like people (laughs) that's enough of a thing for other people that like there's a meme about it or or that happens to me all the time and I think that's I mean that's kind of a very minute way to say what you're saying but I feel like it it is once we realize that we're not in this alone and pretty much everything we go through somebody else has too (laughs) yeah I mean I mean that's it's it's the glory of it but also kind of the the horror of it that we're all having this kind of shared experience (laughs) of doubting ourselves and wondering if we should be doing this thing or should we just go back to kind of someone else paying our wages and and doing something that's kind of nice and small and safe (laughs) right um but at the same time if you're in an entrepreneur space and you're working for yourself or you're or you've got dreams of doing so there's a reason for that something is pulling you forward towards whatever that dream is and your options are either to go with it and be bold and brave and see where it takes you or decide you're going to ignore it and um hope it goes away but it won't <laughs> it'll kind yeah. of still be there um whispering away yeah I agree and you'll always have that something in the back you won't ever feel completely satisfied yeah well perfect is there anything else that um you wanted to share that we didn't get to did I miss anything <laughs> Um, I don't I, th- I think yeah I th- my my main kind of view of life is that or my 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 mission my vision I guess is if we all felt more connected to what we really want for ourselves and we all knew what we wanted more of whether it's just more time with family whether it's um, more rest more play more joy whatever it, whatever it is that we want for ourselves and we felt confident enough to go after it I just think everyone would be so much happier because there'd be less of this underlying kind of resentment that we were talking about earlier and this this kind of weight of the world that we end up carrying when we're not doing things that feel aligned and intentional. Um, so I'm kind of really kind of passionate about in kind of inciting people to like these small acts of rebellion of being more playful, <laughs> being more, being more rested, um, challenging the status quo, asking questions and I think if, if we can just be more connected and less kind of on autopilot, then I think we all get more of what we want out from life. So that's my that's my mission is just to to challenge people, invite them to um, yeah, switch off autopilot and just ask ask some questions as if you were a, a six year old, you're in a, let your inner six year old kind of lead the way. Absolutely. Be curious. I love, love, yes. love that. Well, perfect. One question that I do like to ask my guests is, do you have a book or a TV show or a podcast that you're binging? It can be related to your business or business in general or anything that's just 
entertainment that's captured your attention (laughs) um we're currently watching um it's quite an old series preacher oh so I think it's um I think it's based on um a comic book originally it's a um, a preacher who accidentally kind of um absorbs this kind of celestial power to control people um he has a bit of a dark past so it's him uh a vampire and his girlfriend who are off on a mission to find god and it's completely bizarre and ridiculous and (laughs) complete which is which suits me i I, I love my tv to either have um some kind of sci-fi or fantasy element to it so it Mm -hmm. um, it it fits the bill in that way so it's um yeah i think it's quite an old series like four or five years old but we've just kind of found it so we're yeah fantastic i'll have to look into that that sounds kind of right up my alley too yeah preacher i heard of that one preacher yeah perfect all right well Sadie tell us where we can find you this will also be on my website and in our show notes and on the patreon page but let people know while they're listening where they can find you sure so I am um this curious life coaching in all the places so website instagram facebook um I am on tiktok but that's more just for play than than work (laughs) I'm starting I'm trying to kind of I yeah, I've done a couple of TikToks. <laughs> it's it's a dangerous place to be because uh-huh. unless you go in really clearly knowing what you want to do, it just like sucks all your time. It does. Um, and I think I would the one thing I'd point people towards is on my homepage there is an overwhelm antidote. So, and that's a free download. So if people are feeling that they're overwhelmed with all the things, um, that is a nice little self connection ritual uh, practice that will that will kind of help bring a little bit more more connection and uh, clarity about all the things so you can kind of just cut through the noise beautiful and that's this curious life coaching.com is that um yes it is yeah yeah .com yeah fantastic well thank you so much I appreciate you being here I'm looking forward to diving in a little bit more to some of the stuff I love the message and I know my listeners will too you're welcome so yeah thank you for having me Heidi